Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. couple that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like Slow to Speak, Quick to Listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hey, how's it going? So we're going to be teaching you today on how to lead your family effectively because, well, everyone knows that's massively important. So important. Yes. So... The thing is, like, the reason why we're talking about this topic is because I want to start this episode off by saying, like, most likely, and and here's the thing, like, most likely, I'm just going to frame this for you, this is not for you. If you're not humble, like, this episode is not for you. If you're not willing to be brutally honest with yourself on your leadership as a man, this is not for you. And if not, then go ahead and click off and and onto something that can distract you from, well, your issues and problems, (laughs) like most men too. So, however, if you're still here, then congratulations, because you're humble enough, and you can have the potential to become a phenomenal leader for your family and your own self in your life. 100%. And just, you know, to be honest, leadership in marriage is such a massive issue. You know, most men out there are not the best leaders whatsoever and you know a common misconception is is oh well i'm i'm this certain age well age is not a representation of maturity you know of emotional maturity and mental maturity like it's not whatsoever and so most men are actually raised by grown boys you know and their or their dad just wasn't even there you know so this is really important and it's not your fault of what you weren't taught, but now you have to choose on what you're doing moving forward. And so we really want to inspire you and give you hope today. Things most certainly can be different. Yes, massively different. And mm-hmm. here's the thing. Like, I was not a good leader whatsoever. Like, no. I wouldn't even put... <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Thank you for the uh, the input there. Um, no but, like, I was not a good leader. In fact, I wouldn't even have put me in the category of a bad leader. I was below that. And so we get it. Right. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, like, we'll get into that later on, on more of like how sucky of a leader I was. But uh, yeah, yeah, really, really bad. (laughs) But honestly, though, like 
there are so many, so many passive men out there, and this drives me insane, but there are so many passive men out there that are terrible leaders, right? So, so many men have this misconception of, of what a leader is, what a real man is. And most people think that like a real man, you can't show any emotion or vulnerability. And honestly, like, here's the thing, like, make sure to avoid all deep and meaningful conversations, stuff all of your feelings down deep inside just to keep your head down and grind through life to be, you need to work harder. Yeah. Yeah. They think to be a real man, you have to walk on eggshells around everyone and avoid confrontation at all cost. Right. Like be, be a passive aggressive until you get so pissed off that you explode at your wife, your kids, whatever it is. And don't ask for help. Right. Because, well, that's a sign of weakness. All right. To be a real man, never, ever, ever, ever do the deep work. That's going to heal you. Instead, Avoid, ignore, and distract yourself. So, and you know, lie to yourself that you actually are good, right? Because you're not. That's stupid. So that you can never have to work on the stuff that is actually limiting your happiness and success in life, in your own life, but then also your family and as a leader, because leadership is going to be key. Also, never address your vices or addictions. Always pretend that everything is okay and always continue to suffer well. In silence within. Now, as you hear me say this, you're like, that sounds stupid. Right. It does. It is stupid, right? Like <laughs> I, I completely stupid. agree. Like, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> it's it's very stupid. But in and if you're listening, like you're like, oh, people aren't like that. Oh, this is so common. This is like one of the most common, most common things. And you know, men are like this. And you know, this is how they're taught just to suppress things. And that's like, they turn into more and more into the, like leading into alcohol and all of these other things. And then claiming they don't have a problem as you know, they just continue to grind through life. I just got to keep grinding. Yeah. <laughs> and then they build resentment towards their spouse because they feel like just a paycheck or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so here's the thing, like men are taught to shut up, suck it up, be a man, be a tough guy. Right. Like, but here's the thing, like it bleeds into every aspect of our life, our everyday life. And soon into your thirties and forties, you're doing things like drinking, having affairs, porn. Well, porn most times starts earlier than that, but gambling, overeating, you know, in a state of numbness, basically depression, self-doubt, and you're emotionally heavy. And so on top of all that, you end up from the pressure from work, home life, family, all to make everyone happy and honestly never hit the bar. Mm -hmm. and, and it's so common. And with this whole shut up, suck it up thing, you know, I, I hear that starting and, and it starts to be ingrained from young. You're a boy. Be tough. You can take it. Rub some dirt in it. You're all right. <laughs> Boys don't cry. You know, these are the things that are like, portrayed and put out and injected into boys mind, like from young ages and just, Oh, you got knocked down. Just get up, just push harder. You can do it. Right. Yeah. And it's really common actually to see that in men because like the thing is like deep down inside, you know, like when you're listening to this right now, like, you know that you're not the man you want to be for yourself, for your family, for God, you know, you're failing you know you're falling short, but you don't know how to get ahead. And here's here's where men like begin to do things like isolate. And honestly, that's so terrible because honestly, like 
most men do isolate. Most men don't, they're very passive. They don't like confrontation. They're going to isolate. They're just like, whatever, whatever you want, whatever, you know, give her a diamond. That'll shut her, whatever it is. Right. Like they just tend to like, you know, you know, whatever makes you happy. Right. And that's a huge mistake. Right. A huge mistake. And just, and it, and it comes even just a, whatever makes the, like the wife happy of just like, Oh, you just choose, you just, whatever whatever and you kind of get into this like that that's where like the passiveness comes in of whatever and it's just like this you know overwhelming sense of just hopelessness it's just like okay whatever and they you know men end up in this place of just going through the motions Mm -hmm. yep and then you know make no mistake about it isolation is is a deadly disease so men keep all this like dark these dark thoughts in their mind and they they don't talk to anyone. They don't have anyone to talk to. And they end up alone, isolated. They end up feeling alone and isolated, both, actually. And then you don't feel like, you basically feel like you're a burden on your family, friends, because, well, you end up basically, you feel like you, you have to have it all together, but you're alone and broken inside it. And that's what the truth is. Yeah, and when it's, you don't, you might have male friends, but we all know that most males, when they get together, they feel like in order to keep up their image, they have to be like, oh, yeah, and like keep that state up, right? And so they can't be actually open and real and authentic. It's like, no, like I have to continue to talk about sex, cars, money, and ha, ha, ha. And like, you know, that's about like the extent of a lot of conversations that men have. And it's not, they're not like real conversations or a bunch of BS. And it's just to keep you know, like save face of what society has programmed to be a good man. Yeah. Like even when, um, I've gone to like Bible studies and men Bible studies, it's kind of like, you know, everybody's like trying to like stroke their ego of like, who's the smartest one in the Bible. Right. Like, it's just this false reality of like trying to like really inject. I'm good enough. Prove I'm good enough because at the core things, they feel that they're not. And so, Honestly, there's, they, they feel alone and at the core of things, they're just a scared little boy that wants to be comforted whole and happy. Mm -hmm. They just want that respect and admiration. And I know that's something like Tommy had told me over and over again, adjust about like he wanted to be able to look into my eyes and see that respect and admiration. And when he was not a good leader, most certainly my eyes did not say, oh, I love and adore you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they said, oh, I hate you. I can't stand you. And you're pretty Resent- pathetic. Yeah, a ton of resentment. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of resentment, a lot of, well, on both ends. But but I can understand why there was a lot of resentment on her end. Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so when you, like these men, when they feel like alone and isolated, they, you know, they end up just destructing right yeah like so you're like well i just self-sabotage no you just have stuff that you haven't really dealt with yet so you have not done the deep work like you built all you haven't built all the right foundations yeah this no no one teaches you these things society you mean society our amazing society where it's all sex cars and just like how many girls and like they didn't teach the right foundations well and then you got the other side of that so you got that's the secular side but then you got the other side of um I hate hearing this. It's so stereotypical of Christians. Like, and don't get me wrong. I'm, we're very Christian and, yes. and Jesus based, but it's like, Oh, just pray about it or just go to church and read your Bible and provide. And that's all you're supposed to do. No, like that's, 
like people have this huge misconception of of what a real man is to be really honest with you what a real leader is Mm -hmm. yes and so there is a lot more to it and so it's a choice though like you have to choose to do the work that's needed to be a leader in your home like it's your choice like tommy had to step up and make that choice and and any women listening no it's not your place to like make your husband do this like it's no. not it's you're not gonna be able to make them um like that's you can't make them be the leader um we'll inf- influence them we can you can influence and we'll talk more about that on a different episode on the women's role um but that's that's an aspect like you know as a man like you have to make this choice of like i want to be different i don't want to be a stereotypical you know man who can express emotion and who is just so miserable just going through life where i'm trying to you know go to my vice and zone out just to numb myself from the chaos and distract myself enough because I feel so worthless and I don't know what to do and I'm trapped. So it's your choice. Like you have to choose to come out of that and, and make the hard choice. Yeah. So like you can be the person that comes to fruition and chooses to change your patterns and generations. Mm -hmm. Like you can be that person, but or not, right. It's your choice. But here's the thing. Like, you're like, well, if you knew, you're probably thinking, well, if you knew my wife, you wouldn't be saying that. She's very <laughs> independent, strong-willed, fiery woman, very alpha female. I but, can't lead. Right, I can't lead that. She doesn't want to be led. That's not true. So I get it. I understand what you're saying 100%. And I was, I used to have your th- same exact thought process. However, Destinka is a very sexy yet strong-willed fiery woman still to this day (laughs) and so those of you that really know her know that she is very much a true alpha female right she's not going to just like she wants to be led though like but she's not going to be dictated she's not going to be like you know led by someone weak right she's she wants someone that's going to actually lead her in an adequate way not Mm -hmm. a crop duster to lead her yeah essentially if you have a true alpha female guess what? That just means that you have to really step up your leadership because an alpha female just isn't going to like be like, Oh, okay. You can be passive and lead me. No, no. Like you, you have to make that, that choice to actually step up and lead. They have standards. hundred percent, but I want to be led. And that's the thing. And so if you're like, well, my woman, no, no, even, even strong willed women want to be led. It is something I desired so much for so long. Yeah. And here's the thing. I know some women are going to be listening to this, be like, Oh, I don't need no man. I don't need to be led. You don't sure do whatever you want. We don't need that. But in a healthy marriage, most certainly that is going to be what brings everything together and creates some of the unity. Yeah. And the truth is if most of the time when someone says something like that, they've had a lot of hurt and pain mm-hmm. that came from men. And they have a lot of hurt and pain and vice versa. This can happen for men too, but they've had a lot of hurt and pain that has come from men over the years that have been men in their lives, in and out of their lives, or just in their lives in general that have hurt them. And so they have this very negative view of men. Um, most of the, most of it's not subconscious, but it can be, uh, or sorry, conscious, but most of it's actually subconscious. Yeah. Most of it's in the subconscious. Yeah, so you're you're automatically going to reject men uh, most of the time if your view of them is negative subconscious, and you won't know it because it's subconscious. Yeah, that's where women (laughs) have to do the deep work, too. Yeah, but enough about women here. So that being said, like, you have to understand, yes, if they're they're an alpha female, you 
you can lead them, mm-hmm, right? That, that, that's okay. Yeah, you know, right. Like she can also be, um, what I tell you, what I will tell you also is like, because I do love her, she can also be very gentle and a caring spirit if cultivated, right? But that has to be cultivated not only first and foremost by her, um, but then also, you know, what I do as a leader helps as well. Yes, 100%. You know, and so I'll tell you, like, I do want to be led. And I love the fact that Tommy now leads our family, you know, and I do truly believe that every woman wants to be led, but not in a dictatorship, though. Let's just be really clear. If Tommy was to come up to me and be like, I'm the man of the house and this is the way it's going to be, I would laugh in his face. How did that work before when I did that back in the day? Um, I went and did everything he told me I would not do. It did not work out very well at all. Yeah, and that may that may work if you have some sort of like beta female that's like very passive, but only to a point know, and, until yeah, she breaks. Yeah, and only yeah, and at first, only to a point until she breaks. But if you have an alpha female, just expect to her for her yeah, retaliation for her to do exactly everything you don't want her to do. And that's <laughs> where, you know, being a man and being a leader is not being a dictator. A hundred percent. You got to get that out of your mind. So if you're walking around being like, oh, I'm the head of this house and you're going to do what I say. Mm, Okay. That's a dictator. And just expect to not be met well with that whatsoever. Yeah. And here's the thing. You can't expect to lead a family. And I want you to write this down. You cannot expect to lead a family and build a family of fighter jets. If you, as the man, are leading yourself and your family like a crop duster. You can't. Leadership starts with you. If you can't lead yourself in all aspects of life, then you will not be able to lead your family. And honestly, even if you're a business owner here, culture starts at home before your work. If you have a team or something like that, culture starts at home. And, it, and whatever you, however you lead in your family is a direct reflection of also like what your leadership looks like at your work. It probably mm-hmm. sucks. Not yes. probably does. <laughs> So, you know, that being said, again, leadership starts with you. Being a top quality leader is not about being perfect, though. No, you don't have to be perfect. And that that's a really huge misperception. Just no human is perfect. So it's not about being perfect whatsoever. Yeah, it's not about dictatorship. No. Nope. And when it comes to growth in this area, in all areas, it's kind of like a, like a dimmer switch. You're going to brighten slowly over time with intentionality. Not time alone. Time doesn't do anything by itself. However... It's not going to be like a light switch. You're not just going to flip a switch and you're going to be this amazing leader overnight. Right? <laughs> Tommy did not flip a switch and was an amazing leader overnight. And there was things on my end I had to do as well. And it was time with consistency and the correct action steps that, you know, Tommy now is the leader. And, you know, I am, you know, I fulfill my role as the wife, but Tommy is the leader. Yeah. And I'm still growing. She's still growing. Mm-hmm. Like, we always grow and you know, she had to give grace in those aspects. And, and yes, uh, especially if you're an alpha female, you're going to have to, if they're really stepping up, you're going to have to learn to give up control. Yes. Um, but they can't lead if you don't give up a little bit at a time, at least. There you go. I'm like, it's not like all hands off deck and no, just no. like here, you now get everything to figure out on your own. That's setting your man up for failure and your family. That's that's not what we're saying here. It's not all of a sudden like you're, you know, the man starts leading every aspect, but there is like a transition and it can go very smoothly. Yeah. And listen, here's the thing. I want to make one thing very, very, very clear on this podcast episode 
leadership is not is not just about going to church, reading your Bible, and providing. Good job for doing the bare absolute minimum, right? It's also, you know, when it comes to this, like too many men are like kind of like have the mindset of like, I provide, you should be grateful, and that's good enough. That's more than good enough. Don't you know <laughs> how much I care about you? No, good job, buddy, for doing the bare freaking minimum. Like you, it's not even the bare minimum. Honestly, when it comes to leadership, that's wrong. And it's honestly way less than the bare minimum. I'm very happy that you provide. There's a lot of men that don't. But when it comes down to it, that's not. That's not leading. That's not leadership. No. And, you know, that might be where you are now. And that's great to recognize. But now you can choose to actually step into the true leadership and not just living in that. Right. And that whole mindset of I provide, you should be grateful. That's good enough. Like. That's like saying the woman says, well, like, I clean the house. You should just be thankful. Like, I can nag you to death and make your life hell on earth inside the house, but just because the house is clean, that's good enough, right? It, that's not. There's so yeah. much more to it. It's ego and pride. Again, take, your, take that out of it. If you want to be a good leader, you cannot be filled with ego and pride. That will Ego and pride are the killer of culture. So you will kill culture if you do that. Mm-hmm. And developing a culture is a whole other topic, but... We're talking about leadership here, but it is important as well. So what we're going to do is we're going to actually go over three points today for you to help you become the leader that you want and must be to be able to lead your family effectively. So we're going to go over our story on leadership a little bit, a little bit on what that looked like before. We're going to go over our story on leadership afterwards and what it looks like now. And then we're going to go over the seven pillars of effective leadership. Mm -hmm. So first off, just to kind of share my story on leadership, I didn't grow up, I mean, my parents weren't at all bad people, but I didn't grow up really seeing what it, like what an adequate leader looks like in my home. I mean, my dad provided, he went to work and he worked hard and all that stuff, but I didn't really see truly what a really healthy individual looked like on all these aspects and stuff like that. And really understanding these seven pillars of leadership and I know he was doing his best with what he had, and I love my dad very much. They're great people. Yeah, great people, so I'm not discrediting any of that, and I'm very thankful to have them in my life today. Um, A lot of people don't. But what I will say is that, you know, I didn't grow up seeing that. Desnica didn't grow up seeing what a good leader looks like for sure. (laughs) That's so funny. Uh Um, (laughs) But what does your leadership look like in your home? Uh. Like before you what I, what I grew up with was like, it, it was like uh, the whole, the man, that it's my way. You know, you don't talk back. You don't say anything. You don't have an opinion. You know, the man's going to do what he wants, says what he wants. Like, and everything was overly sexualized by far, um, which obviously led to a lot of, a lot of my problems. But um, it essentially was like, my dad was pretty much the dictator. Mm-hmm. And then um, my parents did divorce. And so then I do have a stepdad. Um, I love all my parents, by the way. They all have really great, strong attributes. But they weren't taught how to be healthy individuals or how to have a healthy marriage whatsoever. And so, like, I didn't see that. And so, same thing. I saw a lot of, like, you know, the man is, like, his way, the highway. Uh, A lot of codependency. So, essentially, is like, my mom you know, just making sure like everything is like the man's happy, the man's happy, as long as the man's happy, you know, and 
opinions weren't taken in. And it was just that dictatorship almost. It was just, that's what I saw. Right. And then for me, it was a mix of things. Like I grew up and seeing a very passive male in the home. I grew up seeing like some other things when it came to me, it wasn't passive. But when it came to, um, in the home, it was kind of like, they had this statement of like, um, the how the man is the, it's so stupid, but the man is the head. It's like on a plaque somewhere, but the man is the head of the home, but the wife's the neck. <laughs> so it's like, she controls wherever anything goes. So he's just like the head and he just, she controls where that's stupid. Right. Like, and when it comes down to or it, yes, dear. Yeah. Yes. yes as dear, long as my wife yeah. is happy. Yeah. And like, I grew up hearing the, the frame, the, the frame from like, not just my family, but everyone else like saying like happy wife, happy life, which is so stupid. Doesn't make any sense. And so when you grow up seeing a lot of passiveness and stuff like that, and also I had other issues that developed <laughs> my uh, lack of confidence. But uh, when it came to when it came to that, I didn't see what it was supposed to be like to be in a home for leadership. Now I've changed that in my home, but we'll get to that in a minute. Now mm-hmm. when it comes to the fast forward a little bit here into our marriage, <laughs> um, well. Let's just say that uh, I was a pretty much like a a boy. Well, I was a boy when we got married, technically, yeah. but like legitimately. But but when we uh, got married young. But but also like I never really had any responsibilities. I never grew up. I never I never knew what it was like to be a leader. And what that would happen was I was very passive. I was very like whatever you want. I didn't make decisions. I was very indecisive. I had a terrible mindset. Like I was I was emotionally like just reactive a lot of the times and I would my pride and ego and like whatever ever whatever she said I would take it as an attack like I was I was not emotionally resilient I did not have like full clarity of vision and path for our life I just like day by day type of thing and like you know playing video games and I mean nothing wrong with that if you do that but I just choose not to it's not my thing but there, there is something wrong with it if that's the majority of your time yes and you know you're neglecting your wife or your family or you're not providing and you're just spending all your time just in video games then that's a problem yeah. mm-hmm. and you know we had hit that a little bit you know in our marriage and so and I had come in with I was like well if you're not gonna be leading then I guess I have to and like I had to like step up and be like making all these decisions and things in our marriage and which is hard because I was in that struggle of how to be a, you know, a good wife and like, you know, cause we have been Christians throughout our whole marriage and you know, like, how do you be a submissive wife? How do you be the Proverbs 31 woman, but you know, your man's not leading. And so it created so much like hostility and resentment. And so we fought all the time. A lot, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of resentment. Um, and honestly, like, you know, when it came down to it, I wasn't a good provider. Um, no, <laughs> no, I did. She was the main breadwinner in most of our marriage back then. And I did have jobs. Don't get me wrong, but I, I couldn't keep one. And that's for other reasons. But like, I couldn't keep a job. And a lot of that was what due to not being able to lead myself effectively. I was irresponsible. I would spend money on stupid things all the time. You know, I didn't, I didn't lead our kids. I didn't do Man, like I was just, I was very passive. I didn't set boundaries. I did, was not a clear communicator. I didn't have healthy boundaries. I did not develop a culture in our house, a team like in the marriage. I did not have any foundations whatsoever. I was literally a grown man child, right? Like yes. what, what do you call that thing from that song? Um, 
A man child's really, really accurate though. Yeah, like I can't you, think of the name. Lots of tantrums yeah. to like get your way, but there wasn't the like responsibility. Like you didn't, you didn't lead. No, you no didn't, ownership. Like there wasn't ownership, and it was essentially like okay, like let's pacify and like make sure you know your dad's happy, and then like let's us go do life over here because it was so much hostility with that. Like you know why even be around each other because it was it was so terrible. Yep, and at the same time. All during that, deep down inside, despite all of that, I knew that what I was doing was wrong. And I knew that I, I wanted to be a better leader. I knew that I wanted to lead our family. I knew that I wanted her to be proud of me and to look at me with, uh, what do you call it, admiration and respect and stuff like that. Um, but truth is, I didn't deserve it. And, and I didn't give it either. <laughs> no, no. And, uh, we were, we were, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're a whole nother level of uh, messed up back then. But, um, but yeah, so we, I was, that was where I was at, mm-hmm. where I was at. I was just not at all a good leader whatsoever. No, n- not at all. However, that obviously can change. Yes. And so now it was a lot different, right? I do have a healthy mindset. I am a healthy individual. I do lead our family. I am decisive. I do have healthy and whole um, boundaries in my life. I am a healthy individual, right? Like I'm emotionally resilient. I respect mentally stable. Yeah. I'm mentally stable. Like I, I communicate clearly most of the time. <laughs> um, I, I build, I've built a healthy team and culture in our home that is thriving. Uh, and we, I would say, I would, I want to restate that I, we both built, mm-hmm. I don't want to say I only built the marriage and team. <laughs> it takes both of us, but, uh, but, it starts with me when it comes to leadership. And so, you know, all of that's very different now, but instead of me bragging about myself, how about you tell everybody? What the yeah. Difference I'll, is? I'll say like there now, like we, we are like, we're a united front here, not to becoming one where I don't have my own identity by any means. Like I'm still my own person and I'm still like, uh, just as fiery, passionate, strong, like willed, like in all of these things. But Tommy does lead us. Um, and it's respectful. So I, I don't feel like a dictatorship whatsoever. You know, we have very healthy discussions where we discuss a lot of different aspects. You know, this is a common misperception that men have. They're like, oh, well, if I'm leading my, my wife's just going to say yes, whatever, whatever you, whatever you say. Yeah. I heard the statement <laughs> no. the other day. It was like, I'm not a, someone told their husband, I'm not a yes, I'm not a yes woman. And I was like, what does that even mean? And, uh, and I was like, oh, and then I did kind of like, think about it for a minute kind of threw me off but i was like oh okay so that means like you're not a, like a woman that's just gonna say yes to everything yes and you shouldn't and you shouldn't and that's part of it and so like as tommy leading the house does he get questions 100 percent. do we have very healthy discussions yes but are we yelling screaming throwing things slamming doors punching things like like our house used to look like no now we have just discussions and tommy ultimately does make like the big decisions based on input from the both of us because he leads in a way where he cares and values me, you know, like Christ loves the church, right? So he has that now. And so he does truly genuinely take in like our feelings and he thinks about the overall health and well-being that's mentally and emotionally for us and the kids where he's not like walking around just being like, hey, you're going to do what I say, right? 
And even when it comes down to kids, right? Like your kids shouldn't just always be like, yes, sir, your majesty, you're amazing, right? Like kids have their own opinions and questions. And honestly, sometimes like even though we're, we're parents, you, we can still be wrong. And also like they can have some really good points or ideas. And so just shutting your kids down leads to that passiveness of, I can't speak up. I don't have a voice. I can't say no, Mm -hmm. which is a whole other slew of problems we'll discuss on another episode. Um, but like that, that's not healthy and that's not a culture of like a, a good culture to have. So, you know, our kids talk, they ask questions, they have their opinions. Um, Jacob's, our son's favorite thing is like, what if, you know, and so, but we hear them out. And so Tommy actually, you know, takes all of that into consideration and he does. But ultimately one of my favorite things is, you know, now I know every morning and like Tommy is spending time developing himself, you know, I, every day, like this isn't like one time that he chose to invest into himself with time and finances and these things. No, like Tommy every day is growing as a leader and as a man and to be a man of God where he is pouring into himself. He does spend time with God and on big decisions. He doesn't just make it off the whim or what is going to stroke my ego and pride. Like I know he goes to God in discussion and that's where he is led. So ultimately I'm leaning in on Tommy as the leader of our house, as he's turning and leading based on what he is receiving from God. Cause I do know that relationship has grown where he hears from the Holy spirit because these most intimate things, which sharing your walk with Christ and like how the Holy spirit talks to you is one of the most intimate things. And this is one of our almost daily conversations we have is like, what is God speaking to us? How are we here in the Holy Spirit? And we have these discussions. And so I know now that Tommy's not just trying to make decisions to stroke his ego, to make himself look good, or just on an emotional whim of like, oh, I feel like this today. You know, he leads based on true principles and values and walking in alignment with God, which how I can't ask for a better leader than someone asking like in leading based on principles, values, and what is God saying? What does God say? Yeah. And I appreciate all that, by the way. Um, But like one of the things that like, I want you to pick up on that she said here is that it's not just about like she, she said, and God, meaning God is first in my life, a hundred percent. And my priorities are in alignment, meaning God first, me second in a self-care way, then her, then, you know, my kids, our kids, sorry. And then, uh, and then our business, uh, and then, you know, of course, family and friends and all that stuff. But, you know, you gotta, you gotta lead in order of priorities too. But then when it comes down to it, like God, isn't the only thing, right? There's other things there that need to be in place. And so we'll talk about those, but let's dive into the seven pillars of leadership. So the first pillar here is what I actually, a, a thing I got from, Bedros Koulian, but it's called the fighter jet versus crop duster mindset. And so a fighter jet is someone, let's talk what a a crop duster is first. A crop duster is someone that lives by emotions, lives by feelings, is indecisive, is passive, passive aggressive too, and doesn't know how to effectively lead, is a terrible communicator in all aspects of things, and they don't have a ride or die mindset. They and, probably don't take care of themselves either. Yeah, they don't take care of themselves. They're a victim. It's all about like victim mindset here. And the truth is that's a crop duster. Now I could go into a lot more detail on that. 
we have a whole video entitled that in our modules, but uh, high level here anyways, that's what a crop duster is. Now, fighter jet, well, is the complete opposite. They live by principles over, over feelings. They take care of their feelings and they take care of their emotions. And they also make sure that they're going into detail about a daily walk with God and really making sure not only that they take care of themselves, but develop a healthy culture in their home. And that another thing is that they're good communicators. So there's a lot of different good aspects to a fighter jet, but they also have a ride or die mindset. They don't live an average life. A crop duster is average. They live an average life, just get by, woe is me. The fighter jet wants all of it. They want all of life. They want everything. They want to push for the mark, like Paul says. So like they have everything in life, and they, they, they cultivate their life. They're intentional with their life. Not just letting life happen, but they, they create and are very intentional. 100%. Now, so you have to develop that. It's a mindset. It's a mentality. And if you don't have your mindset right and beliefs, which beliefs can inhibit this mindset, so you got to get to the deep-rooted beliefs, but this is one thing you're going to need. Mm-hmm. And I, the second thing, the second pillar of leadership is becoming a healthy, whole individual. Super important, you know, and this isn't, this isn't just like, oh, well, like I just need to eat right and stuff, you know, taking <laughs> no, it. not talking about physically healthy, although mind, body and spirit are part of it. Yes. Right. And that's so funny. And so we want to call that out. It's just not like, oh, well, like I go to the gym and I work out. What else do I need to do? Um, being a whole health. <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> a lot, man. Uh, becoming a whole healed, healthy individual, high level, you know, you do have to work on all aspects and where emotions like have to be taken care of and different things, but you have to be able to work through all of the past trauma and be able to be healed and not suppressing because, you know, suppressing is what most people end up doing. It's like, oh, I'm good. I've done dealt with that. I've, I've, I've forgiven and moved on. No, you haven't. BS. <laughs> Get over that. You're wrong. The reason yeah. why you're listening to this podcast, you're wrong. Let me just make that very clear. One more time in case you don't know, you're wrong. Yeah, wait, so there, there's a lot more. And I was at that place too. I was like, oh, like I've, I've talked about it. I've forgiven it. And, you know, and I really had no idea what that meant. I just said those words because I, I thought yeah. I knew, but I didn't. Right. So, you know, <laughs> being a whole healed, healthy individual, there is that, um, true, like there is true forgiveness where there's inner peace, there's inner, just uh, this huge alignment of that overcomes and knowing like, I don't feel like I'm torn or I'm broken or I'm not enough. And I can't hit the bar. Like, no, when you're a whole healed, healthy individual, you actually have extreme confidence and internal peace. Yes. You also have to build all the proper foundations as a healthy individual. It's not just about getting past deep rooted beliefs. It's about building all the proper foundations and things like routines, scheduling, making sure that you're knowing your boundaries and values, your core principles. Like there's a lot to it that I do not have time to go through in here. A lot of the stuff, honestly, uh, all this stuff, you know, these, these principles that we're teaching the seven pillars we teach in our program, marriage mm-hmm. 2.0, but it's a whole nother topic. Now, another thing here is decisiveness. Point number three, that's that the seven pillars, like the third one is the decisiveness. Yes. <laughs> and and this used to be a big crutch of mine. That's so, why I was laughing. Tommy was like yeah. not decisive whatsoever. Spend weeks researching. Not weeks, like months, maybe even like six months. Like I remember when I first started, I've always been an entrepreneur, but when I first started my first business, what is the first thing I did? I built a website and like, I got good at it. Don't get me wrong. I'm still good at it to this day. But I spent 40 plus hours developing a website 
and a uh, and a logo and business cards and yeah. and all this money and time and effort. Like it was a, like literally forty plus hours of like not continually. Like it was over time, no customers, no lead generation method, nothing, and it was just stupid, man. Yeah, and then when it, and even outside of the business, just like the household stuff. Like if we needed to buy something, it was like, well, I need to research it. Let me research it. Ninety percent again and again and again, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to the store. I'm gonna go buy something. Forget it. Like I'm, I'm, I don't even care what you think or say anymore. I'm just gonna go buy it. And I remember how to buy a fridge one time, and that's what ended up happening. And the washer and dryer too. Actually, like he was spent so many long like days and days researching. I was like, okay, peace out. I'm gonna go buy one. (laughs) Yeah, and here's the thing. What I will tell you is like you do not need. 100% 100% of the details, all the details, 70% of the details. That's way too much. Way too much. You will never, ever, 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 ever be a good leader if you do not get the decisiveness down. If you're an indecisive leader and you're passive, this will never happen. Ever. Get it out of your head. Stop needing all the stupid details. Stop identifying as a person that needs all the stupid details. You don't. So... You can never have all the details. Yeah. That's not possible. Yeah. Anything worth having in life, honestly, like anything worth having that's actually significant and substantial, you're not going to have a guarantee. Nothing's guaranteed. You're not even guaranteed to work, wake up tomorrow. So like when it boils down to it, you want to understand that decisiveness is key. And something that we use in decisiveness is like making decisions quickly. Like I make decisions very quickly now. Uh, sometimes like too quickly, but, uh, but, it, but, yeah. it, but most of the time I make very healthy decisions and effective decisions. And so I use actually what, you know, I'll give you a little nugget here, but I use actually something called a, you know, Colin Powell rule military term, but it's a uh, 40, 40, 50, 70 rule. So 40% of the information, I don't have enough. 50% of the information, I have more than enough. 70% of the information, it's, it's too late. Someone's already died. So it's a military term, right? But Mm-hmm. I use that to make all of my decisions and I don't make decisions based on feelings. I make mm. decisions based on principles. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So if he was making decisions on, on feelings, I would not be uh, following just, just no. FYI. Um, so the fourth pillar of leadership is emotional resilience. And this is huge. And this isn't like, Oh, well I just need to be a stone wall and okay. And a man of silence. I don't need to talk about my emotions. That's not emotional resilience. No, that's stuffing your emotions down, and that's yeah. emotional immaturity. Emotional resiliency is being a healthy individual and understanding how to take care of your feelings. Like, emotions are a lot like kids. You can't let them do whatever they want, but you have to take care of them. Yes. So emotions are important because God gives us emotions. But I'm not saying, like, when I say live by principles over emotions, I'm not saying ignore your emotions and stuff them down. A lot of people do that. Um, now some people are, some men are very good at living by principles, but then they stuff their emotions down. That's not what I'm talking. That's actually equally just as destructive. Mm -hmm. So you have to actually process in and be able to, you know, handle your emotions, but in a healthy way. And that doesn't mean yelling, lashing out, slamming things, beating things up or, you know, or on the flip side, just going and sitting in silence and isolation, just so you're avoiding confrontation or drinking away you know, whatever, like all of that is not actually handling your emotions. So to, to actually lead, you actually have to be able to process emotions and then communicate them too. Yeah. One more thing. I want to go back to decisiveness real quick that I forgot to mention is that I live by the principles when I make decisions of success, love, speed and delay kills dreams. 
And the faster you fail, the faster you can succeed. There's nothing wrong with failure. You learn from it and you move on and you course correct. Because if you're spending, I'll give you an example. When I was talking about like how I spent 40 hours on a website, if someone right now were to spend 40 hours on a logo, let's just say a logo, whatever it is, and I were to spend five minutes, like when we started this business, I spent like five minutes on the logo. That's it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm miles ahead of you, miles ahead of you. You will never be able to catch me. And because I make decisions like very, very, very quickly. So I just want to mention that because it is important key. But let's move on to the fifth one, which is clarity of vision and path. So clarity of vision and path is going to be important because if you don't have vision and you don't know not only the vision, but how to communicate that, which is the sixth pillar. But if you don't know vision, you don't have clarity of your path because vision goals and clarity of path are all three different things. Clarity of vision is, you know, long-term where you're going, whether it's three-year vision or three-year picture, 10-year vision, whatever it is that you envision that you, that you and your family want to go. And these are based on your principles, your values, your core beliefs, like all these different things. Um, also, you know, you have clarity of path, which clarity of path is more of a how you get there. So that's like the daily actions and things like that, that you need to be able to take, to be able to become all these things and get there. Clarity of goals is more of just like goals that you set. Now you don't always get your goals, but you do always get your standards. So without going into a huge amount of detail of this, if you do not have clarity of vision, path and goals, you will not, how can you, how can you lead your family anywhere if you don't know where you're going <laughs> like if you don't have a long-term vision where you're going they're not going to feel safe they're not going to feel like they're secure they don't know where they're going right they have no they have no clue look I, the, women find it very secure in seeing that like you know if you're clear on the path and know what you want in life yes right and this is it's kind of like if tommy was to come and be like hey we're going to go on a, on a trip and get ready okay what do I need to take? Oh, I have no idea. How long are we going to gone? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Um, you know where we're going? Nope. So I don't know what to pack, how much to pack, what to take. Okay. So essentially I know nothing and I'm going to be a hundred percent unprepared and I'm set up for failure from the very beginning. Yes. <laughs> and you know, and I'm all for like crazy trips without like the most strict plans. But even I, when I, plan something I, I know the basics and so without that clarity of vision and path then I, I would have no I'd be like okay what are you doing where are you leading us um I, I I'm gonna question everything because I'm lost and so when there's lost there's a lot of questions and so as you're leading that clarity and is very important which leads us into the sixth pillar which is clear communication because Tommy has to be able to clearly communicate our vision, his vision and like, you know, and our vision for our family and where we're going so that we can go there together. Cause if he can't communicate it, how can I even help? How can I be on board? How can I be supportive? I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Not only that, not only for vision, but also be able to clearly communicate and understand your own style to communicate to yourself, communicate to your, your team, which is your inside team, which is going to be your, your wife, your kids, um, stuff like that. Like if you can't communicate clearly, and communicate also and choose to communicate on the hard things too. You're not going to be able to, to communicate clearly. You're not going to be able to lead effectively. And what it's going to, what's going to happen is, is there's going to be a lot of walls and tension and passive aggressiveness that builds. And there's going to be uncommunicated, like 
miscommunicated expectations, which miscommunicated expectations lead to resentment. There's there's a lot of things happen here that mm-hmm. that you're going to go terribly wrong with if you can't communicate clearly. And I'm not and it's not about like a lot of people really struggle with communication in their marriage, like a lot. And no, most. Yeah, mm, it's, there we go. It, yeah, be honest, most people. Much, yeah, all. Let's just say all, pretty much, unless you you know work with us, of course, and you're amazing at it. But when it comes down to like communication, like it's not about you know telling them this is how it's going to be, or it's not about saying that you know you know to word vomiting on them and telling them your feelings and everything about everything and about situations. Like it's a if you don't know how to communicate, you need to learn the correct way. And obviously, we teach yeah. that in marriage 2.0. Yeah, and with that, like clear communication, and even as the leader. You know, you should be able to talk with your wife on all topics. And so, so often there's taboo topics in the marriage, you know, where money's don't talk about money, don't talk about in-laws, don't talk about sex. Like, you know, things just happen. And then, you know, there's just, you know, a bunch of walls and tension. And it's like, oh, like, don't talk about that topic because, like, we end up fighting, right? Being able to have clear communication allows you to talk about all subjects and there is not taboo topics and that you're able to effectively communicate in healthy ways where you're both heard and understood even on those uh, topics that we don't talk about, right? Yeah. Because like there there shouldn't be that. So as a leader, being able to clearly communicate impacts all areas and also allows you even to be able to effectively talk with kids, whether like especially like little kids um, and then even to your adult, uh, like adult kids. But being able to effectively communicate on all levels is hugely important. Yes, and the last pillar here number seven is build healthy marriage team and culture now if you can't lead you will not ever be able to build a culture you want you not be able to build a team and in order to do that first you have to start with yourself and you have to also build foundations in the marriage so this implies that the way you do this in these all these things is you build the proper foundations and mindset you build the proper foundations being a healthy individual in all aspects and you build proper foundations in your marriage and so when you have all of those correct foundations with the correct tools, then you and you have all these other things we're talking about from fighter jet mindset, becoming a healthy individual, decisiveness, emotional resilience, clarity of vision and path, clear communication. When you have all these things and the other things I just mentioned, then you can effectively start to build all these correct foundations in your marriage and be able to have all of it. Now we teach, again, we teach all of this and you'll learn all of these things and all these concepts inside our program, Marriage 2.0. But that's not what this is about. We want to deliver to you like the seven pillars here because that's going to be important. Now where you need to focus, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And because it is really important, all aspects, you know, and so we just want to leave you with some food for thought. And so we want you to really like, as we, as we go through these things, like just think like, what if? Yeah. What if a real man, what if real men were people that were vulnerable, willing to have open conversations? What if a real man were people, was a person that took ego and pride out of it and did the deep work to become whole again? What if you took the time to become a whole, healthy, happy individual? What if you took the time to become the best version of you? What if you took the time, like, what if, what if you were the one, the one, like Neo in the Matrix. If you haven't watched, I'm sorry, you're missing out uh, on an important part of your childhood. But when it comes to like this, like what if you were the one? What if you could be the one that broke generational patterns in your family forever? What if you were the one that could break generational curses in your family forever, which we teach? Like you have, you have 
You have the power to be the one that changes generations in all aspects of your life. So you can be that man, right? You can be that man. You, you can be the man who, to lead and love yeah. their family and instill core values, right? Like live by principles over feelings, invest in themselves, invest into their marriage. Like, yes, I'm talking about like investing time, energy, money, and all that stuff into your family and your marriage and yourself, right? Like strive for greatness, not for average. Because honestly, like you have to choose to live by faith over fear. Like what we call yes and amen. Yes, amen means you agree with God. And yes, before that means yes, whatever's next, God. But like you have the power to do all that. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to it, like one thing I'll tell you with your kids is that there's insidious form of neglect and it's not, and it's, and what it is, is it's choosing to live an average life more is caught than taught. And you're teaching them by not going for your dreams and goals and being the correct leader that it's okay to settle for average. I don't know about that. It's like, Hey, I think today I'm going to teach my kid to be average. No, that's stupid. Don't go for your goals. Don't go for your dreams. Just, just exist and go through the motions. Right. That's not what we teach. Yeah. And the men that do those things, the men that like actually love their families and put the right things in place, I have nothing but respect for you. But we both do. Mm -hmm. But it's your choice. What kind of man are you going to be? And by the way, like let's get some misconceptions out of the way here. Like again, yes, reading your Bible, going to church, like Life men's life group, praying, providing is great, but it's also the like very, very basic things at the minimum. That's the minimum of things you should be doing regardless. But what are you doing to do the real work? What action steps are you going to take to develop the correct foundations in God, mindset, healthy individual, marriage, and the right tools? What are you going to do there? But listen, we love you. We wanted to leave you with some food for thought. But we Mm -hmm. love you. God loves you. And we'll see you in the next episode. Now, that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching, for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.